0: Good evening. Welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast Episode 9. I am your host, Chad Patterson, joined here by the one and only Addison Elko. How are you doing? Just the two of us today. It is. I was going to say, do you notice anything's missing here?
1: Yeah, no Eric today, dropping the dead weight.
0: Yeah, the dead weight is gone.
1: So we'll just, you know, it'll be me and me and you bringing everyone into the, to the draft.
0: Confirmed. He had some family business to attend to, so he'll be out for today, but... He would be back, and with a vengeance for episode 10, because episode 10's important. It's the big, this is the one everyone's been looking forward to. At least me, and us. The draft episode. The draft episode. The draft is in two days from now. Oh, I can't wait. So Less excited. than two days from now, because now it's 10 o'clock.
1: The first round would be like, tw- pick 20-ish by now. Oh. And we have, we'd have so much to talk about already.
0: Oh, I'm getting all tingly inside. <laughs> So how are you? How how are things? How was, uh... Actually, you know what? Tell us about last night. What happened last night? What did happen last night? In Brooklyn.
1: Oh, yeah. almost That's weird how I forgot. I didn't even tell you. So, okay. So we'll give the background. And I didn't even tell you the, the extra information I told my dad this morning. So, the band Rise Against, which some of you probably know, big pretty big band in the uh, the metal rock scene, um, was hosting a free concert. Three free concerts before their tour with the Deftones. And you had to RSVP on the website, and then you would be added to a guest list if you won tickets. Suspiciously, all three of us won.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: As we were excited, we were also skeptical that mm-hmm. they gave away too many tickets, and therefore we wouldn't get in. I showed up, I want to say, a half an hour to 45 minutes before they started letting people in, and I've never seen a line for a show this long. I sent you my GPS location. I was 0.2 miles away from just the entrance of like a thick line of people.
0: It was a long-ass line.
1: And eventually, this guy with the megaphone comes through saying we're at capacity, and we weren't even close to the entrance.
0: You no. can't even get in? Not even close. At least a block away f- from the entrance, still.
1: So. so that was probably around, like, 8, 8-ish. I went back onto the Facebook discussion, and
0: mm-hmm. around
1: 9.15, they, they let people in. Really? Yeah. I don't know how many they let in. They made it seem like almost everyone that waited got in,
0: but... Why, because people left after the first ban. I think
1: they were just waiting till Rise Against actually went on and then they were letting the people that actually waited, you know oh. they earned it, I guess.
0: Oh, well, c- good for them. I don't think we
1: would have even like if everyone didn't buy into it, I don't think we would have got in. And even if we did wait with those guys, we would have been sardine in there. I don't
0: even think it would have been worth it. Yeah. I agree with you. But instead we had some, some nice rooftop food. Yeah. Shout out to Bibbs again. Back shout to back episodes. Thank you, for, Bibbs. Thank you for the meal and the beers. Uh well, now what are you gonna do? What can you do? Fueled up and ready to talk We've about it. We've already something? seen him Rise Against a bunch of times anyway, to, anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. We'll see him again. So But yeah, we got a we got a great show coming up. Hopefully it's short and sweet for you. No guarantees. That's something that should never be guaranteed because it's always normally an hour. But there's only <laughs> two of us, so hopefully it'll be short and sweet. Yes. So let's get right to it. NFL News, AP, Adrian, Peterson, Mr. All Day to the New Orleans Saints.
1: Finally a team. He's been in, like, what, three or four of our episodes of all these speculations, probably dating back to the first episode, and he finally found a home.
0: Thank God. I was getting sick of talking about AJP.
1: <laughs> yeah, this one might be the last we talk about him until the regular season starts, unless some development happens with him and Ingram, and, you know, if Ingram... I don't think he's going to get traded, but, you know... So as far as the fit, I, I mean, I'm just happy as an AP owner that he's on a team, mm-hmm. that they signed him before the draft, which shows me they... You know they want to give him a role. They have some kind of confidence in him. I don't. I honestly don't understand it. I, I think the draft is two days away, and that, I think they're sitting in the in the mid round, like fifteen, sixteen. What if by some weird, you know, tra- drafting and trading, like McCaffrey falls there? He's not. But like, say mm-hmm. Cook. Say just something weird happens, and a running back they had high on their ratings falls. I mean, they're going to be like, why? Why did we do this? Yeah. So i mean i'm happy i know people think the fit's kind of weird but they just don't like mark ingram for some reason i don't know what it is i i like mark ingram i know he has some fumble issues so does adrian peterson though and it'll be interesting to see how you know they share the backfield what the role is primarily going to be for each of them um i'm just hoping for some flex value out of him at, at this stage and if I can get that I'll be pretty happy.
0: I think that's what you'll get. He's going to he's going to be the Tim Hightower role. He's going to get you like 600 700 yards, maybe like 7 8 touchdowns. And for a a 30-year-old? Yeah. That's pretty good. It's just going to be
1: annoying, I think even for for Greg who owns Ingram like week to week starting him is going to be frustrating. Oh yeah. There's going to be days I start him and he gets nothing or he just doesn't get the tu- I feel like it's going to be very touchdown boomer bus for his for a good week out of him. Which, you know, could be the case for a lot of running backs, but especially a split carry role, if you're going to be the goal line guy, you got to get in the end zone. Mm-hmm. And if they just happen to have an off day and, you know, he can't get in or they, you know, just you know, they just don't get to the goal line that often, then he's going to have single-digit games and it's going to be very frustrating and I'm going to have some good guys on my bench getting points.
0: Yeah, I mean, on the flip side, let's not forget here that it's Adrian Peterson we're talking about.
1: That I saw, I don't have the exact stat in front of me, but there's three seasons that he didn't rush for 1,000 yards. The preceding season, he went—each season was like a mon, like monster year. One was a 2,000-yard mm-hmm. year. One was the two years ago, 2015, when he came off that freak injury, and he went off. So I don't think he's going to have the same thing, but right. maybe he comes back a little vengeance a year off. Fresh, you know, fresher legs. And Again, I, I like the Saints mainly because their offense is going to be on the field. I mean, the Vikings' offense was pretty stagnant. And even if they tried feeding the ball, a a lot of three and outs in that offense, just a lot of maybe not even red zone opportunities. So, yeah, Saints can be a passing offense, but I think they're going to have a lot of goal line opportunities, and that's where I think Peterson can shine. And I don't necessarily hate the role. There's better roles, but I like the fit, and I'm fine with it.
0: No, I'm with you there. I mean, God forbid Mark Ingram gets hurt. And you have Adrian Peterson as a a backup running back. Yeah. Like, you can't really ask for more in a backup. That's a
1: pretty good handcuff to have. And, you know, besides last season. I think Ingram got hurt the last four years. So he's going to miss games, and it's not like, uh, you know, Ingram owners, oh, there's Hightower on my shoulder, I'm good. You have Peterson over your shoulder now. Mm-hmm. And that's a guy who can come in there, and if you get hurt one game and he comes in there, you fumble in the first series, and you may, not that you're going to lose your job, but you might be
0: losing a lot of carries, and Peterson could be the RB1 before you know it. We are forgetting one other person in that backfield. Are you aware of who this is? No, I'm not. I drafted him in, a I think, crew. the fourth round last year. It's uh, Daniel Lasco. Yes, that's Let's it. Let's not that's forget it. Daniel Lasco. Of course, of course. <laughs> me and, me and Muller would be worried about him. You should. It's, he's going to be a second-year breakout this year, so watch out. There
1: you go. The sec- Well, you got to wait a year. Then the third-year breakout truly happens. So let me
0: ask you this. Now mm-hmm. that he's there, what would you trade him for?
1: I'm still on the same You're overpaying for him. Because, okay. like we said, I kind of do like the situation, whether or not his role may be a little weird. But I still think he has the upside enough where I don't want to give a late second for him and then see him go off. So if you want him, you're giving me a first. I'm not going to get a first, so that means I'm keeping him. I'm okay. not I'm not taking that risk.
0: Would you do 114 for him?
1: Mm, uh, I mean, that's really good value. I think it would depend on... If I knew I can get Lynch at 112, then yeah. Then okay. yeah, I'd probably do it. But with this uncertainty with Lynch now, because the deadline's coming two, two days before they have to trade for him, a little bit more iffy. Okay. I don't know if that's
0: overpaying. Well, you, it's, here's the thing you're just so invested in Adrian Peterson at this point that it's I have to give him I up. am. I am. I think looking from the outside looking in, I would do that. Oh, 100%. Without no, a,
1: no. What, yeah, 1 million percent, that's fair value. It's just, what am I getting out of 114 that, again, if Peterson can be Peterson, screw where I can get a one fourteen, I'd rather have Peterson. Sure.
0: So Well we'll find I don't out. Rodgers send me
1: an offer. Maybe maybe he'll do that.
0: We'll find out who you might get at one fourteen during our uh our, our newest yeah. mock draft. Yep, yep. So another running back that's that's been in the news. Rumored to go to the Giants is LeGarrette Legarrett Blount. His name's hard to pronounce. It is. We talked about him a little last week. 18 touchdowns last year. It's just a crazy amount. Crazy amount of touchdowns. Not sustainable, I would say. I think he fits pretty well in
1: the Giants. See, this blew up the chat a lot, and it was a little trainer versus, versus Greg debate. It was. I would say I side a little with the wire and Muller argument in the fact that this, the Patriots were way too comfortable with just getting rid of him. And I remember last episode I was saying that any other team with stockpiling running backs would be like, what are they doing? But it's Bill, so I trust it. For the same reason that if there's a reason they're bringing Gillisley and they don't want to keep Blunt, who could not have had a better year, what you know, smoke there's fire. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying he wouldn't be a good fit. I don't know if they necessarily need a bruiser running back, but or like how that would do in their offense. But if you can get him for cheap and you can still address running back in the draft, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a like a high risk pick. Because um, I don't think his asking price is that high. Yeah. So, you know, why not? If you think he can even be half of that, still get nine touchdowns. And that's, you know, it's
0: pretty good. I
1: think the Giants kind of
0: need a guy like this. You know, Paul Perkins isn't a bruiser like him. Shane Vereen obviously is not a bruiser like him. Mm-hmm. You know, they need the guy that, that's going to get you into the end zone uh, uh, when, you're, when you're down uh, under the five-yard line. So. But could they just address them in the draft? Mm, they could have, but I don't know if you're going to get anyone that's as good as doing that right now. Like, why would you take a what-if chance on a rookie instead of bringing in, bringing in the veteran guy, goal-line guy, you know? I gotcha. So, I mean, I think it's a good fit there. I mean, I don't know if maybe the Pats didn't want to sign him because maybe he was asking for too much money after yeah. an 18-touchdown Yeah, you season. never know what's
1: going on behind closed doors, but... But I think his offer's like only three
0: million right now. That he's like hassing th- around there. Something like that. So yeah, I mean I don't I don't hate the fit in New York. No.
1: I don't I don't love or hate it. I don't I wasn't as against it as some of the Giant fans in our chat were, mm-hmm. but as a fantasy owner, if I had Blunt, I just think his days of being relevant are not gone, but
0: I think he's looking just as a flex player for now. So question for you. Mm-hmm. If the Pats hadn't assigned Gillisley and kept Blunt who has Does he have more value on the Pats or more value with the Giants?
1: I would say the Pats. Because I, I just don't... like I don't remember the last... Well, not the last time, but Giants don't have that like daunting of a run game to me. And they have good passing backs, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: they have a hard time establishing the run game. And the Patriots just know how to system use guys very well. And even with a loaded backfield, he was still able to get the production that he did. So... I would have to go with the team that he just came off having his like career year rather than a new system, you know, a new offensive line. I would still say his value would be higher. In the, so uh,
0: even with the addition of Burkhead, you still like him? In,
1: oh, with all those guys? With, yeah. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Four, oh, it's so, four, I mean, it's four versus three. I'm trying to think who would be... I don't think Burkhead, Lewis, or White would really be a goal line guy. That would still, that would still go to Blunt, right? And, yeah, and would, I would assume so, yeah. And that would still go to the... The Giants, so I guess I would just kind of favor who's
0: used him better. I'm with you. I think so I, would, I think I'd still go with Patriots. I'm with you. I'm with but, you.
1: Yeah, I'm just a little skeptical why they were so okay with letting him go.
0: What an interesting backfield that would be if he goes to the Giants.
1: Yeah, I don't. I'm surprised they're. I mean, Perkins I'd, running back one. Y- yeah, you would have to I would assume. And then Vereen on third down. Yeah. I mean, you know, short yards, goal line situations for Blunt.
0: But again, maybe that like, you're right. Maybe that's something they address in the draft. I feel like uh, they should. A running back. They probably should. I don't know though. I feel like Perkins could be good.
1: No, no, I agree. I just don't think he's a three down back, and I think they know that. So if you're not in a passing, situ- if you're in a short yardage situation, you kind of need that guy and a goal line guy as well. Mm-hmm. But you know, they're even for goal line situations. It's good to keep the defense honest, but they have so many weapons and wide receivers. It's not like they they need that goal line back as it
0: is. Right. But let's move on. And this will be short and sweet because we talked about it a lot. Yeah, I'll let you just take this well. oh Martavis Bryant is reinstated Woo! into the NFL. Oh, my God. Congratulations. When I saw that, I literally, like, jumped out of my seat and was like, oh, my God, I'm so pumped. <laughs> I'm so happy. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't really have more words to say than what I said about him before. I mean, he's a freak of an athlete. He is a hell of a good receiver in that Pittsburgh offense with Ben Roethlisberger there. I think the Steelers can be. I think that they'll they win at least ten next year with him. Yeah. Um, Through twenty one games, had fourteen touchdowns, thirteen hundred yards, something like that. Freak of an athlete, like I said. Go look at his Instagram. His newest video. <laughs> he runs unofficially. He runs unofficially a four four two seven forty. I mean, the, granted, the guy is timing him via cell phone. Still. But still. <laughs> It That's just fun. goes to show his work ethic this off season. It's really good news for him, for Steeler fans, and for fantasy owners like myself. So I couldn't be more happy about it.
1: He's definitely poised for, a high, I think a high up, well, up high upside wide receiver two year. There's too much talent, I think, for you know to say wide receiver one because you're putting two wide receiver ones on the same team. Mm-hmm. But especially for a dynasty value, great dynasty value, you know stash for you. And, Worth the first? Oh yeah. Definitely, right? Definitely worth a first. Probably a mid-first. Maybe, I don't know. If you put him in, you know, I like, I don't know if that, if what his value is compared to if you just threw him in this draft is equal. I guess you have to think that like that. So if he, if you, for some reason caught him when he was in this draft, he probably goes top four, I think. Mm. You might take Fournette. I don't know about top four. You might take McCaffrey. I think he's, I think he's the first wide receiver taken.
0: Over Davis, that's tough. I don't know if he goes over Davis because the th- the thing about landing him is spot, he, he can't
1: be in a better landing spot.
0: Brian Damn. has all the all the measurables that you want in a wide receiver. It's just his, his off the field stuff is what is the biggest question mark with him. True. So, so you're taking a risk on the guy.
1: Yeah, I think we actually discussed this exact scenario on another episode. I think if you can guarantee he'll be clean, if you
0: can guarantee he's he, I, he's probably like
1: one six one seven. I think he's higher. I think you're undervaluing him. Okay. I feel like you can... Now that he's reinstated, you should just dangle some offers. Not serious offers, but just see see what you can get for him. He's retiring on my team. No, I know that. I know <laughs> you won't trade him, but I'm just curious what people would offer you for him. Yeah, I don't know. Like, being trainers, like, five first. he might just, you know, throw 104, 105 at you. Try getting that for A-Rob, so why not, Bryant?
0: I don't know. But, yeah, I mean... Awesome news. Couldn't be more happy. That really boosts my fantasy team as well. I really needed that extra piece, and he's he's that guy that, I've been, that I've been counting on. Um, So let's get into a trade that happened a few days ago. Finally a trade. We have, it yeah, like it's couple, been a little while. Yeah, it's like a week and a half, well, two-week drought, really. Granted, this trade wasn't anything too special, but no. here it was. It was um, Theo Kiddick, who is Ridge, sends Alan Hearns and Jeremy Langford... To our beloved host, Spooky Garoppolo for pick twenty-one. So twenty-one for Alan Hearns and Jeremy Langford. How do you feel? So what that is that pick? I I don't
1: remember where the two seconds were moved in our. It's before it. So that would it's still pick Mm twenty-one. I I I like it for for Eric. Oh no, wait, he's sending. I like it for Ridge. I don't really think unless you're not a Howard believer, which I kind of have to be at this point. I don't think you're getting two players that are anything more than a buy. Plug in. I think Hearns will steadily be the the wide receiver three there, um, behind Lee and A. Rob. I mean, he was significantly lower in targets this year. On a, I mean, if you want to, I, I don't know what he was on the the sophomore year when, you know, the Jaguars were a lot better. But just looking at last year, I mean, he was 76 targets compared to 105 for Lee and 151 for A. Rob. So I believe he, it was hurt a lot last year. Okay, that's not gonna be a play that fired in it. But I just I still think he's gonna be the wide receiver three. And I don't like Laneford that much. That's why I drafted Howard, because I don't I didn't believe in him. I still don't believe in him. So I I just I think that was just more I don't how many players does Eric have on his team? He has a lot
0: of players. I don't
1: think he has two picks this year and no roster space available. So I know him he might try to trade either a player or trade down the draft for picks next year. I don't know what he's gonna do, but like I said, these two guys to me are just week plugins or just handcuffs. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't have a wide receiver handcuff. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe he can break out this year, but Lampard's just a handcuff. That's all he's gonna do. Oh be yeah, this he's,
0: year. A, he's the most handcuff you could be. Yeah.
1: So I don't think he got much of value from the players. So Ridge get another, you know, high second. I think it's good for him. So like yeah, for I'm
0: with you here. I think I think Ridge won this. I I mean, I feel like the dynasty community would probably like. The Hearns-Langford side Because they love the player But He's only 25 Which is good But I don't know I'm trying to think of our mock And who we uh, Who we Mocked for 21 And if that person Would be better than Hearns and Langford You could probably get like You can probably get like A James Conner there Yeah Well that's what Eric would take That's who Eric would take That was his pick for him right That No he has 18 I believe As well Yeah Okay okay
1: so, I mean, that's who he's picking with 18. So, he's I don't He's going to have Connor.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's probably even, It's a honestly. really flaws tree. It, it's so flaws. It can be more flaws. So. The, the only the only player I like in this is Hearns.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. You know? And I just, I to me, I don't think you're starting him consistently. If you
0: are, I don't think your team's in that good of shape. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think he has he has better receivers than Hearns, definitely. So, you're right. He's just more of like a plug, maybe flex guy. But Yeah.
1: Make hope he can break out. And, but, yeah, week to week, I don't think you're starring him.
0: Yeah. I don't think he would have done this if he didn't have 18.
1: Yeah, he wouldn't give up his only pick for these two players. Right. Yeah, I know. But still, it's like, why? I don't. Hey, some people don't like Jordan Howard. So, I, I mean, maybe Lanford isn't the best answer behind him. But if you really don't think he's going to have, if he's going to have a sophomore slump, mm-hmm. then that might not be the worst handcuff to have. Especially, you know, with if you're not a big Glennon fan either, then they they still might pound the rock. Sure. Yeah, I I mean, I yeah. don't know why... It's you just would... a trade.
0: Yeah. You know, basically it's just what it is. So, now that the trades are over, the NFL news is over, let's get into our favorite part of the show. The first round, Dynasty Mock. I can't wait. Oof. So, we
1: did this independent of each other. So, we're just going to go pick the pick and compare. Sure. So, we did this based on our league, for anyone listening that's not in our league. So, for the most part, like, yeah, I took account maybe some needs, but... A lot of these teams are rebuilding anyway, so they need everything. So, I just kind of went by, you know, what I've seen in our group chat, maybe what people are hinting, who people like, and some some needs, and just recent movement, and, you know, mock drafts, and what people like.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know more than I do, uh, as far as, like, who likes who, and, and who wants to take who where. Um, so, mine's more kind of BPA as well. Okay. Um I don't know that much, don't... You know, I, I also forgot a lot of what's been told
1: to me. Okay. So, honestly, when I was making this, I don't know 100%, and a lot of what I've been saying before, I changed a lot... Not I changed one big pick in my usual mock, and it kind of threw off everything else, so... Okay. We'll see how it goes. You want to start with the
0: sure. first pick? I think we are we probably both agree on the first pick. It's okay. Fournette. Leonard Fournette. Okay. To, to Riggio's team.
1: Yeah. I mean, he has both picks, so the same one-on-one's, basically one-on-two, but I agree, if he didn't
0: have... 102 fournette's going number one. yeah you can't really ask for more in a, in, a, in a first in a 101 pick you know fournettes uh fournette's the guy you want this year. he's Ezekiel Elliott of last year not saying he's Ezekiel Elliott, but he's that kind of consensus one overall, especially in our league uh to go there. So, yeah,
1: I think regardless of landing spot too.
0: So. yeah, I agree he's just he's just a dynamic playmaker that doesn't come along very often. so
1: so number two, I've been saying who the two players Reggio's going to take. Mm -hmm. But I'm switching it to McCaffrey. Interesting. And here's my reason why, is because I think Riggio doesn't want to hear the noise of everything going on with the draft. Like Combine, this and that, this and that. Because it'll all sort itself out. If you're not watching tape, what do you care what people think in February if Mm -hmm. the final opinions are going to be today? Sure. And if you look at today, and you look at every mock draft, and you look at every ranking pretty much, McCaffrey's number two and for a running back. And I think he has more running back needs and wide receiver needs, especially early on. So I think he's going to see the NFL draft happen and I think McCaffrey will get taken above Cook. I think he'll be the second rumored possibly first running back taken. And I think he'll look at most rankings that I see have McCaffrey over Cook. And I think he'll he's just going to go with the two highest ranked players on most people's boards that are running backs. I don't think he's going to throw in Davis who I've seen high too. I've seen him in 101 in some ADBs. So I think he's going McCaffrey with 102.
0: 102? I have the guy you just mentioned, Corey Davis. Did you? I do. Because I think it's smart to go best running back, best wide receiver, 1-2, if you have those picks. So I like Corey Davis there. I think he's the best wide receiver in this draft. He needs wide receiver help. I mean, he needs help with basically everything. But why not take the best running back and the best wide receiver back to back.
1: No, that that's great logic and something that Kojak was going to do before trading out last year. Mm-hmm. I think going in everyone thought he was definitely taking Zeke and Henry. Things happened, draft happened, and he was I think he was gonna go Treadwell or Dachshund or whatever, one oh two but traded out. I only I agree with you. I just because he has White and Doxon, that just led me to him like he has decent dynasty wide receiver assets sure so i think he just wants to address with his running backs being chris thompson and Rashad jennings i think you can instantly plug in fournet mccaffrey into a starting lineup every week but you can do that with davis and his flex too it's not there's he can't really mess these two picks up yeah you're right he can't so i think i think he's going running back so that's why mccaffrey which in our previous mocks kind of threw up everything because then i don't really know how wire and rogers view cook so it kind of threw me in a loop but I think this guy at 103. The team at 103 wire has been very high on him since forever. I think I know who you're talking about? And I think it's Corey Davis.
0: Oh, I wasn't thinking that.
1: Okay. So I know. I know he's been. He's mentioned a lot of guys. He's mentioned McCaffrey before. So if I um, didn't have Ridge taking McCaffrey, I would have had McCaffrey actually going 103. He, he loved Mike Williams too. Initially, is that who he liked? I think. Yeah. I still. I think. Is that? Oh, well, I could be wrong. Then I thought. Well, see, I don't know. See, I don't know who people like. So <laughs> I, I think he la- – I just knew he liked the wide receiver, so I'll say like that. And I agree with you that Corey Davis is the best receiver in the class. Um, I don't – like, you know, wires is a, a team that's right there. And, you know, sometimes wide receivers can help impact a lot quicker than rookie running backs can. He needs someone that probably can get him points right away. And if you think he's the best – if he's a BPA there, depending on other landing spots, you know, this is a pre-draft mock – I have Corey Davis going number three.
0: I have Devlin Cook. Okay. I have Devlin Cook going three to wire. I think a lot of this depends on landing spot, obviously, but I think Devlin Cook is maybe he's very close with Joe Mixon as the second best running back in this draft. I'll put him a little ahead of Mixon because. So you're down McCaffrey. Of his character issues, we'll get we'll the McCaffrey. Okay. We'll get okay. we'll the <laughs> McCaffrey. Okay. Um, but. I th- just think Delvin Cook at three is just such a great value pick.
1: I no, I agree. It's just, I, I'm I agree with you that I'm not. Bo- I think he well, I'm not going to say what I'm going to say because it, it's going to go into our next segment. But I, okay. I, I was going to say I agree with you that he's a good pick at one hundred three. So you had you so saw I'm just going to write down. What you had so you had four net, mm-hmm. you had Corey Davis, Davis, and then Cook, Cook.
0: Okay, I think Wire would be if Cook fell to three.
1: I don't know how Wire feels about Cook, and he, I feel like he's maybe he doesn't talk about him because he assumes Virgil's going to take him.
0: That could be the case.
1: But Cook doesn't. I mean, he gets talked about, but never any opinions on the top guys mm-hmm. drafting on him.
0: It's very strange. It's funny that we could both already be wrong after the first the first round.
1: Oh, what if just like if Ridge goes Cook number yeah, two? Yeah, then if, yeah.
0: If Ridge goes Cook two, yeah. very well could
1: um do you want to take number four with trainer i'll
0: go four okay joe mixon
1: okay so that now that we're a little bit off like we're gonna have similar you know i could be right behind you so now at this value i had trainer taking cox okay. just because just at 104 i don't think you can pass up on him i know Mixon. people love Mixon. trainer loves Mixon. i know rogers loves Mixon too
0: i and equally love Mixon. a lot
1: of i mean what's not to love about i mean I mean, his, character-wise aside, on the on the field, what's not loved about it, his
0: tape is unbelievable.
1: It's just it's just the off-field stuff. That's that's all it is. And it's just where he gets drafted. I think if he's a day two, like second, third round, which seems to be the consensus, he's not falling down there.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: if a team's gonna invest that kind of pick in him, they're using him. Yeah. Because so like before, when we were trying to mock him, even before people really knew who he was, there was no reason he can go undrafted. If he goes undrafted, that's a huge risk. I still think he would have went in the top half of the draft just because mm-hmm. of the upside. But if he gets drafted in a second round, I think i he could go as high as one oh three to wire uh team pending, but I just had uh i thought just cook falling to one o four despite mixon I just thought was too good of a, a pick for a trainer not to take. I yeah. can't see him falling to one o five
0: so i mean he i i think if if mixon was totally reset and nothing in his past happened, no video came out. He was just your average guy with mm-hmm. his skill set. He goes one on one. I feel that way. Okay, about him. Pro-
1: yeah, I would say one two, but I agree. I so agree. You have Fournette over. I think i was still a Fournette. I think the hype on him is still, you know, it's equal to what the Z hype was. I think more because there's like you know we had the Peterson comparisons to Fournette, like all mm-hmm. these. You know, you knew about the 2017 class because of Fournette a while ago. Sure. Um. Yeah, so it's really just the McCaffrey pick for me is kind of staggering us one pick away from each other, which, you know, that happens when you try to mock and compare. So, because I'm one off with all your picks now, I have Rodgers, who I think would be ecstatic because this is his boy, and this is the reason he traded to go to 105, is for Joe Mixon. Okay. So I have Joe Mixon going 105. I think there's not a chance he falls below this because Rodgers loves him. Everyone loves him, but... Rogers admitted to trading up for that reason months ago.
0: Yeah, I mean at one at one oh five, even if you like uh Corey Davis and yeah. he, and Mixon's there still, I think you still you have to go yeah. Mixon here.
1: Yep. I think he's the BPA. Rodgers doesn't really need much of anything. He has he's pretty much set everywhere. So I think he's definitely the BPA here. And we'll
0: So Is he finally off your board. So so you had McCaffrey going two, I have him going five. Okay. I have three running backs going in front of him.
1: That's fine. I just I think he's going to be the second, I reason said before, he's going to be the second running back taken. Mm-hmm. I think in most ADPs, he's the second running back taken. And you may not believe in him, but I think that will be it's enough. It's not that I don't believe in him. I think, I think, that think he, he has all enough. the
0: talent in the world. I just think the other three running backs are going to produce more.
1: Okay. I think Ridge will see the rankings, the draft, and take him one on two. Interesting. I, I'm, I I don't even think McCaffrey falls to 105, if, say. And, you know, anyone else was there. We're taking Riggio's, like,
0: recency bias aside. This just goes to show how loaded this class is with running backs.
1: I think this well, this top five, I think Fournette is the 101, and then I think you can jumble these four guys we had sure. in here. I think this is the tier here. Maybe if we both have the same at 106. We have the same five guys, right? Yes. It's just a little bit of a different order. So we had okay. no one in the top five slipping out of there. It's just I had – we just basically had a difference in McCaffrey. If you slide McCaffrey up and – we had Davis Cook and Mix in the same order, mm-hmm. so that was the big difference. With our mocks, everything else was basically within one pick of each other. So two okay. to five—that's a big jump—and but I think this is the tier of uh, you're not trading into this area.
0: You're right, and so this is gonna be interesting. These next uh, these next picks, because I'm I want to see how much we differ here.
1: This is this where it got hard for me. Uh, so, so okay, you, you can go first. I'll
0: go, I'll go first. At six, I have Mike Williams. Okay, me too. Okay, good. So he's the second best receiver in this class. Yep. And I think he's just better than the next running back in the next in the first tight end. So I think he I think BPA-wise, this is where he belongs at six.
1: I agree. So my next pick is not necessarily where I would have taken him, but because Schreiner has four firsts in this draft, five firsts in this draft, I think he is in a position to take a quote-unquote risk. Mm-hmm. And this guy can arguably be the BPA here, and I have him taking John Ross. 107. Ooh, okay. I don't think he's going to slip as far as people think, despite the negativities on him. And we'll get into him a little bit later. But I just think, with how many picks he has and the flexibility he has, I think he can afford to take a high risk, high reward player here. And personally, I think after maybe even you can even tier it at 106, I think you can jumble a lot of these guys. It's just all on preference, where 105. And up is all like that's the talent right there, I think. Like You're right. clear There's a clear tier break, I think, after, after so, Yeah, I agree. So I just had him going with the high upside guys. He got Cook for me. You had him getting mixed in, so we got his running back mm-hmm. and I think he's gonna go, according to the BPA, the next two highest wide receivers.
0: Okay. I have Dante Foreman. Okay, that was my next pick. Dante Foreman. <laughs> At seven, I think I think Tiz would be ecstatic if he got these three players: Joe Mixon, Mike Williams, Donta Foreman. At four, six, seven,
1: that's a that's a great draft for him. So I would have him getting Cook, Mike Williams, and John Ross. I like your draft better for him, but I I don't know how he feels about Foreman. And I you know I, I'm just saying I think he's just going to take the the two wide receivers with him having his 109 pick to possibly take a running back.
0: Okay, so so one through seven is set. So so far I have net. Corey Davis, Delvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Christian McCaffrey, Mike Williams, and Donta Foreman.
1: And very similar, just a few players off, Fournette, McCaffrey, Davis, Cook, Mixon, Williams, and John Ross. Alright, well you said eight you had Foreman. I did. So I think I I not that I had a little bit of inside knowledge, but back when I had 109, I was very high on Foreman and thought that he could possibly drop to me. I think this was before his pro day, too. Where he had a really good pro day. His pro day boosted him up a lot. Yeah, didn't perform in the in the combine. We noted that before. And I actually saw a an article. I don't know how they calculate this. But Foreman finished with the highest player strength and athleticism rating in the draft. I didn't yeah. know he was like that. I didn't know he was quote-unquote like a freak. He's a bulldozer. So, I think, I'm. you know, I don't have one on that anymore. But if this would have got taken right before me, I would have been very upset. So we we both agree he's going in the top eight, you know. I just had the the riskier John Ross going ahead of him, but yeah, I I love Foreman here for Josh, and yeah, I I, I was just told I'm not getting to 109. So okay, I, I I think he's either going seven or eight. So I think one of us will be right here in in a seven or
0: eight slot for sure. Well, at eight I have Zay Jones. Wow. Yeah. So we're already, okay. We're already gonna start <laughs> disagreeing because.
1: I can give you a spoiler. I do not have Zay Jones in my first round month. Interesting. Despite the hype. I
0: wonder who I heard you have that I don't have now. I've, I could probably guess, and you'll... All right, don't tell my, me. Don't tell me. Okay. But, yeah, I have Zay Jones going here. I think he's the third overall receiver. I, I mean, okay. I'm notoriously high on Zay Jones. You are? I love Zay Jones. Uh, had a incredible college career, set all kinds of records. So, I think he's going to come in and make an immediate impact to wherever, whatever team he goes to. So... I think Josh would love to to have Zay Jones at eight. Even though I think I know who he wants at eight, but I feel like the person that he wants, we might not no longer have in the first round. Wow. All right. So, all right, pick nine. Who you got? Pick nine. So a trainer's back
1: up. So this this might seem a little high, but hear me out. So I had him going running back at three. Wide receiver, wide receiver, six and seven. Given the height for this class, Mm -hmm. the next position that trainer must fill in order to complete the rebuild will be tight end. Okay. And for now, what I think is the highest rated tight end in the draft is OJ Howard. Mm -hmm. And I have Tiz going OJ Howard at nine, completing for me all the position players he needs, and a really solid first round for him.
0: You won't believe who I have here. OJ Howard. Really? Yeah, I do. Let's o. go. O. Howard, okay. At nine. All right. Um, so
1: first tight end at the board at, at 109.
0: Yep, there he is, and it's exactly for the reasons that you just spoke of. We we gave him two running backs and a receiver. You might have been a little different, but he he kind of rounds out positions for the first having four picks in the first round. He rounds out for Tiz. Yep,
1: and normally you know this high tight end would seem like a reach, but we know it's not in this draft. Mm-hmm. And you can plug in any. Tight in there, but pre-draft, you kind of have to give O.J. Howard the, the first tight end mm-hmm. honors. We both have him there. I was, I'm pretty surprised about that.
0: Yeah. he. I mean, it, I wouldn't fault him if he went with Ingram or Dejoku there.
1: No, I agree. I think tight end goes there. It'll be landing spot, but pre-draft, going Howard. Mm-hmm. So we got another back-to-back ridge. I think this is where one of my picks is going to surprise you. Not maybe this one right here, but at 110, I have Kamara. Okay. I think, I just think at this spot, you can argue a couple other people, but if you're excluding tight ends, I think he's the BPA here. He's been pretty, you know, pretty high talked about. We've watched his tape. I like his tape a lot. Um, You know, at 110, I think you're getting a pretty good value here. I gave him, I didn't realize I gave him three running backs, but he needs running backs desperately. So if you want to give him, well, he has an next pick so I, I kind of addressed that, so... I just think he goes BPA. I think he's still going to do his research. And I think at 110 is, is a pretty accurate ADP for where Kamara has been going. So I want John Ross here. So you have him slipping down from, why well, I have him 7 to 10.
0: I do. And we spoke about this in a previous episode, how we just think he's going to fall to 110. Yeah. Just because that's just kind of his BPA position. So I have Rich going John Ross at 10. The only
1: reason, so I would agree with you, it's just that we've been seeing Ross now mocked maybe to 12. So I feel like that's going to skew and mess with the... The community's mind about investing that high
0: of a pick, maybe. and maybe boost, you know, boost him up a little bit. He's just one of those guys that, like, I feel like our, our whole league is down on a guy like this. Now, I no, I agree. It's like a burner, spread the field, big play guy. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's never really a guy like that is never really totally valuable in a dynasty fantasy. It's just league. not reliable. That's a good word. And I think people get reliable. scared away away from it.
1: Yeah, you're right. And now. Pick 11, which is 100% I know is going to be the pick that you don't have in your first round, is okay. I have Juju Smith going 11. Are you sure about that? For the reasons that I stated earlier, I still think, um, besides our talks, maybe are a little down on them, he's still ranked pretty high in other Dynasty communities, other ADPs. He came in, I know he slipped from his initial probably ADP if you look back in January or, Mar- or February, he was way higher, but... I still think Riggio is going to go, you know, not with our group chat. I don't think he gives a shit about what we have to say, mm-hmm. and he's going to do his own research. Mm-hmm. And I think the research is going to have Juju Smith going in a late first yeah, EDP. You're probably right. So I think it's not a bad pick there. And I, I don't—I'm not as down on him as other people. I know Josh has spoken highly of him. I mean, after you, just you get Juan Bolden, yeah. I mean, after <laughs> you get through the first two wide receivers, I think it's—you can argue a lot of guys—and who's going to be the third, fourth, fifth best. And I needed to address wide receiver here for him. So a lot of this could have changed if I had went something different with 10. But since I went three straight um, running backs, I went with who I think he's going to see be taken higher. And I, it hasn't been Zay Jones, honestly. I think we're the probably the highest Zay Jones you know, group or league in any forums I can find. Oh, so, certainly I am, yeah. So I think Juju Smith goes here. I don't think he falls out of the first round. I, I don't think he gets taken before here. I don't think any of the next three would take him, so I think this is a good landing spot for,
0: for Juju. So at 11, i go who you had at 10, Elvin Kamara. Okay. Yeah, I think he's just, it just kind of rounds out his first round. I think he's the BPA here. Uh, so, all in all, I have Ridge going Fournette, Corey Davis, John Ross, and Elvin Kamara. I think he would be super happy with that first round. Yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah, there's not really not much else we can say about Kamara. I just think he's he's honestly the sixth, seventh best running back in this class, and... I think that's where he'll go. Yeah. So me.
1: I'm on I'm on you're the on clock. The, you're on
0: the clock. Who are you taking, bro? I had,
1: I had an initial pick. I scratched it out just because I thought about my next you know, couple picks in the second round. I need a running back. I need to get younger at running back. And I just took the next next best running back, and it's your boy. Oh, it's my boy. Yeah, one pick above you. Uh, I'm sorry. So we, we talked about Samaje a lot, a bruiser. You know, we've talked about him enough in previous episodes. But to me, he's just the the best running back at this spot. I know some people are like, I don't think Samuel's getting to the first round. And other than that, I don't know what other running back would be in this in the first round. So I'm just going to go BPA running back. Could be dumb. There might be other better players I can take. I could have addressed tight end. But I'm going with the running back as a bigger need. I'll get tight end later. And I'm going to Maje.
0: Okay, I love that pick for you. Well, thank you. I'm going Evan Ingram for you today. That's who I hadn't scratched out. Yeah, I know you did. I know you love him. <laughs> uh, what more can we say about Ingram? He's basically a wide receiver in a tight end's body. I, Me personally, I think he's he's going to be the highest contributing fantasy tight end in this class. Oh, really? I do. He could, because he's just going to be the guy. He's going to be a guy that catches all the balls. He's going to be a safety net for somebody.
1: Depending on the team he lands
0: on. Depending on the team he lands on. But even so, I think he's more of a receiver than OJ Howard. And I think he's more of a receiver than Njoku. So I think he gives you the most fantasy value.
1: So interesting you say that. So we're going to move on to – so Chad's on the clock
0: now. I'm on the clock.
1: And I'll take, I'll take this because I think you go tight end here. And I didn't know you liked Ingram over Njoku. So I had Njoku going to you because mm. there's two tight ends left. And I thought you didn't like Ingram as much. So I had you getting Njoku.
0: I also have myself getting a joke because I had you going to have an Ingram.
1: Uh, okay, okay, so we're going to agree just by <laughs> default. So if, if, all, if those two were there, you would have taken Ingram?
0: Yes. Okay.
1: All right, so we both agree with that pick. And you want to round out the first round?
0: Sure. This uh, might shock you, but 14, I have Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay,
1: so we both have in the first round. Yeah, we do. Okay, so I, I you can go. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt you.
0: No, it's. All, I mean, what more can we say? It's Juju Smith-Schuster and Quan Bolden. But the Recently. reason, I
1: think, is Rodgers loves value picks. He doesn't – I don't even think – he just is a good BPA drafter. I just think he doesn't go for needs or
0: mm-hmm.
1: he, he watches. You know, I think he,
0: fourteen is just a good spot for Juju. I agree. Like so end of the first round, early second round.
1: Because I had so I think we only differed on one player in the first round. I'm trying to think who the one is. So I have, excuse me. Oh, okay, you don't have. I knew you have Injoku. I have Ingram going to Rodgers. So I think because he has okay. Witten, I think he will address tight end. I think all three tight ends go in the first round. Me too. So, so I'm trying to think. So I had you had Zay Jones number 8 and I didn't have say did you not have Piron getting drafted in the first I did round? Did not have
0: P. Ryan getting drafted okay, in the first round. Okay. So that's our difference. Mm-hmm. So
1: those two. Okay, so we pretty much not a he- a lot of huge differences. We had our, like, our tiers and through 1 through 5, I think th- 6 through 9, 10ish we kind of had similar players and then you know a couple tight ends near the end and Yeah. It's just It's, it's
0: amazing how much in a month this this changed between like Yo, when, yeah. when we did our first consensus one. These are way different. Oh, 100%. Cuz you know, news has come out, pro days have come out and, you know, the the rankings are all shifted now. And it's going to be really interesting to see after Thursday. 100%. How much this screws up this mock draft.
1: Yeah. I'm curious what Eric would have had if he if he was here to do this. Me too. So he will be here to participate in the post draft, you know, off the gun reaction mock draft. So next episode probably giving you another mock draft after, you know, post draft, which is the best type of mock draft. I mean, you can draft. never have
0: too many mocks. No. People love the mocks. All the mocks. But, so, uh, so let's run it down. So let's run it down. So, at one overall, Leonard Fournette. Two overall, Corey Davis. Three, Delvin Cook. Four, Joe Mixon. Five, Christian McCaffrey. Six, Mike Williams. Seven, Donta Foreman. Eight, Zay Jones. Nine, O.J. Howard. Ten, John Ross. Eleven, Elvin Kamara. Twelve, Evan Ingram. Thirteen, David Joku. Fourteen. Juju Smith Schuster. That's Chad Patterson's official April 25th mock.
1: You could write this as uh, Addison's mock 1.0. Maybe we'll have some other in the future. Fournette, McCaffrey, Corey Davis, Cook, Joe Mixon, Mike Williams, John Ross, Deontay Foreman, OJ Howard, Alvin Kamara, Juju Smith, Samaj P. Ryan, David Njoku, and Evan Ingram. So really, o- so, really only one player difference, and the rest pretty similar. Yeah. I but think, this will uh, be... You can throw this in the trash once once the draft happens.
0: Crumple it up. Chuck it Burn in the trash it. immediately. Yep. So. New game. I've been looking forward to this game. It's called Fill in the Blank. Should I throw in some music here? If you can. Alright, maybe I will. I'm, I'm going to pause for a second. Is the music play, playing yeah. right now yeah, while we're fine. talking? Yeah, it's playing right oh, now. Oh,
1: nice. Damn. Welcome to Fill in know, the Blank. Here we go.
0: Fill in the Blank. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a statement. And I have left out some words, and my lovely co-host here, Addison, will fill in the blank. So here we go. I'll start. First one. Mm-hmm. Delvin Cook will be drafted by the blank and taken blank overall in Rookie Dynasty drafts. We went over the mock um, where I had Cook. Based on
1: recent mocks and a little little you know, talk today, two days before the draft... I don't think his combine and character issues will be ultimately be enough to make him fall the first round. Okay. I don't. So I have him going to Tampa Bay, because I think there, it's a, there's a good running back need there, and it was discussed today. You know, he gets to reunite with Jameis. He stays in Florida, good or bad, if you want to loop in his game crap or whatever. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be an issue, honestly. And so I have him being drafted by Tampa. And I think he goes one oh four that's where okay. I have in the in the in the rookie mock I kind of made that you know not made that mock with who I think he would land in mind, but I still think even that landing spot I still think he goes one oh four in our in our rookie draft so so say it out loud so Dalvin cook will be drafted by the buccaneers and taken one o four overall in rookie dynasty drafts there you have it. Would you like to fill in the blank? I would
0: love to fill in the blank.
1: All right. So my fill in the blank for you is, this is based on our, our last double mock draft that we had with Mellon uh, Todd. If Joe Mixon is taken by the Browns, mm.
0: he will be a running back blank his rookie year. A running back two. Two. A running back two, and I'll tell you why. Okay. Because, oddly enough, there's a tear break after fourteen. And it's right after C.J. Anderson. Okay. So right after C.J. Anderson at 15 would be, according to Fantasy Pros, Spencer Ware. So I think C.J. Anderson is going to – he's obviously a proven player. He's going to immediately contribute. Yes, he's coming off an injury. But I think he's better right now because he's already in in the NFL and doesn't have any question marks around him than Mixon. But I think Mixon is going to be better than Spencer Ware at 15, so I think he's a running back two this year.
1: So what you're saying at 15. So if he's better than 15,
0: he would be a running back one. Well, each team has one running back that I consider a wide receiver, oh, running back one. So I'm talking about so like fantasy points overall.
1: If he's 14 or above, that's a running back one, and 15 to 28 is a running back two.
0: Right. I have him at 15. Okay. So yeah. you have so you have a borderline RB one. A borderline RB one. Okay. Yeah.
1: So that's a that could be a bold call for... I mean, I don't know where you would have the other rookie running backs. That, that's that got to be borderline your your highest-rated
0: running back. It's a little of a hot take. It's a little of a hot take, but I can see it happening.
1: So you think there's a chance excuse me, that he will be the highest-contributing
0: rookie running back this year? I think there year. is a chance. I think he has that talent to do that. Now,
1: I, I give you a scenario if the Browns, just because, you know, first pick of the second mm-hmm. round, so people are going crazy over that, he will be used... You know, the crow will starve. So, is, is it is it pending? Is is it the Browns' landing spot? Or, say, he goes to any decent situation in the second round?
0: The Browns' landing spot had a lot to do with it. Okay. If he went to a team that already has an established running back, I'd move him down.
1: Well, I assume anyone in the second round drafting a running back probably wouldn't. So, say, like, mm-hmm. a Packers, a, um, a Giants... One of the, like A team like that. Those
0: teams, I would probably keep them right around RB2. Okay. Yeah. it's
1: pretty good. Do you have a, uh, I do.
0: a number two fill-in-the-blank for me? I do have a number two fill-in-the-blank for you. Besides Corey Davis and Mike Williams. Oh, no, you got another one for me. Oh, I'm sorry. I do have another one for you. Yeah. Blank will be the biggest bust in the 2017 fantasy season.
1: Okay. I don't R- it, A rookie. Yeah. This won't be as hot of a take. Despite where I had him in our in our in our rookie mock draft, I'm going to say where for where he'll be drafted in the real draft and our in our rookie draft that John Ross will be the biggest bust in this rookie class. Okay. So some of the notable negatives on him. Poor route running. Tiny hands.
0: Ooh, I hate those. And he's
1: had a couple knee injuries. So if he, you know, if he's if he's going to play some physical cornerbacks with a shaky knees, you know, that could be a little dangerous. I also, you know, take the, take this what you want. It's a little bit of a random statistic, but I just thought, you know, I was at work and I had some free time, and I just wanted to dig a little bit on first round wide receivers. So, you know, you're first round picks, You're investing a lot, mm-hmm. and it is amazing how just random and lucky, and how sometimes how bad people are just evaluating talent from college to pros. So, what I did, I, I didn't take a huge sample size. So I did. I excluded the 2014 class in it because. That was an anomaly, anomaly, anomaly. What am I trying anomaly. to say? Anomaly. Yeah. Of just studs in the first round. 2014 wide receiver class was. I mean, that changed absurd. the whole landscape of dynasty football. So I'm going to exclude that, and I'm going to go with 2010, 11, 12, 13, and 15. So five years worth, and I didn't take last year because I think one year is too small of a sample size to really see if, you know, what a player can be. I know 2015 uh, was only two years ago, but it's more than one, obviously. So five years' worth of wide receivers taken in the first round. There was 18 in these five years. Only three in their rookie years were wide receiver twos or above. And those were A.J. Green, Julio, and Cooper. Do I think John Ross is anywhere near those three wide receivers? No. Mm-hmm. And moving forward, if you were, I looked kind of further on some of the the names I know that are good and why they didn't, you know, just not everyone breaks out their rookie year. Mm-hmm. I would argue only six to maybe eight out of those eighteen are still dynasty relevant. So a couple that didn't have great rookie years or may even hurt. Alshon was a little you know didn't have a great rookie year. Um, Hopkins didn't have a great rookie year. Obviously these guys are dynasty rev- uh, relevant. In 2010 it was Demarius Thomas and Des Bryant. Both didn't come in weren't wide receiver twos in the rookie year, but we obviously know what they are now. And the two that you could argue are for the um the 6 to 8 were Kevin White and uh Devonte Parker could argue there's still some dynasty value mm-hmm. but if we're talking about he, he can go 12 overall John Ross and be taking investing a top 15 real pick and a top possibly 7 to 10 dynasty pick mm-hmm. i think that some are going to bust it's proven that even if you include the 8 only 8 out of 18 first round wide receivers are still relevant. That's less, you know, less than half.
0: It's funny and, that the the word's not even like you're not even saying good. It's just relevant. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. know, there. You know, there's other second round, third round, fourth round steals, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm just looking at you're saying bust, and I don't consider a third round guy breaking out or not performing well a big bust, mm-hmm. and where they were being our in our rookie draft. So if you're investing a first round talent, first round dynasty rookie draft, I think that one of these wide receivers is statistically bound to bust. And I'm not going to put my money on Mike Williams or Corey Davis or possibly Zay Jones. I think it will be John Ross.
0: So John Ross will be it's A little bit of a rant bus. there,
1: but I will, that's who my, uh, my bust will be.
0: Okay. All
1: right. Lay it on me. It's so a little fill in the blank. I actually think you kind of said this earlier, but now that you divulge into it. Blank will have the best fantasy year at tight end regardless of landing spot. Evan Ingram. Okay.
0: You know, I mean, you know how,
1: how much <laughs> I love Evan Ingram. I th- yeah, I think you hinted at before. See, I still thought you were going to say Njoku, so... But landing spot's a huge... So that's not a risky hot take, but we've obviously discussed a lot that landing spot for Ingram is huge. Mm-hmm. So regardless of landing spot, I think you're. I think what you're thinking, I'm thinking, you're not going to take him if he doesn't fit your system. So his landing spot will more likely not be a good landing spot for him, then why would you take him if he
0: isn't? Sure. And here's the thing. Njoku the, the, the is super, super young. I think he's still like 20 And, you know, we talked about OJ Howard a lot being kind of more of a a blocking kind of tight end. Mm -hmm. So, like I said before, I just think that he's going to immediately be the guy that's going to catch balls. I think he's going to contribute the most out of those three tight ends. I'd I'd agree with you. So, all right, number three. I'm excited for this one. Blank will be taken in the second round of rookie drafts and have a better fantasy year than most first-round picks.
1: Okay. Okay so i I've seen him i don't know where he could i don't know any of our second round you know that never gets talked about in our group chat. I've seen him his a d p is a round late second round pick, and I'm not saying he will be better overall than some of the first round picks, but I think he can come in his rookie year be on the field and contribute and it's a Darius Stewart from Alabama now people knock him on his size he's only five eleven he is two o four. But I was watching tape on him, and he breaks tackles a lot. I mean, a lot. Seventy percent of his yards last year were after the catch, so he's a lot of wide receiver screens guy, quick passes guy, slant guys. Mm-hmm. But he gets open. He has good hands. He can. He has decent breakaway speed. He was a top fifteen in, in the in the forty for for wide receivers. And uh, OJ Howard said that he was one of the best blocking wide receivers he's ever seen. So that's going to prop... I mean, I don't know if that gets him on the field, but it's not going to not get him on the field. And people have already been scouting him for returning kicks, for returning punts. Those do count in our fantasy league, not high. So I just think if he... I mean, I was just watching him, and the type of routes he was running was just like, God, I hope Brady can throw to him. Mm -hmm. It was like those perfect, like, quick step back, slants, boom. And he was shedding tackles. So I think he he
0: could be like an A-B kind of guy. Obviously not A-B, but similar. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't you're describing put. Describing this remind me of AB.
1: Yeah, I mean, his size is not anywhere near what AB is. So that, that's like the main knock on him that he doesn't really, he can't create routes for himself. You're not going to send him and you know do his own thing. He's he's a hundred percent a system guy. Mm-hmm. You're only going to send him on like, like think of maybe a little bit of a Taylor Gabriel this year. You're going to design plays for him. He's not as quick as Taylor Gabriel, but you know what I mean. Like you're not sending Taylor and doing his own. Like Julio type routes. So where I, I don't think Stewart could is gonna be like three years down the road the best uh wide receiver in his class. But I think given the right team, he can hundred percent go in there and start contributing. Either on the return game, the blocking, and just easy, quick passes to him. He doesn't have to learn a complicated wide receiver one role. He can just get in there and run his slats slants, catch the ball and break tackles like he did in college. okay and I was pretty impressed watching him. I, I liked he wasn't like, oh my god, look what he can do, but he was just like a solid
0: player. Alright, good well, wide receiver it. two guy. Or Darius Stewart. Yeah. Will have a better fantasy season than most of this year's first round picks. That's a hot take right there. Hot take. Now here's an
1: interesting number three for you as we
0: This one's this one's super tough.
1: as we near the deadline for the Raiders. So my question to you is if the Raiders don't trade for Lynch, mm-hmm. they should they should absolutely try to draft blank in the draft.
0: Now there's obvious answers here. Like those obvious answers would be like someone that's going to be they have picked 26. So someone that is going to be in that range. Cook could be there. He might, but I still think it's a little bit of a reach. That's so fair. I just think that the Raiders have other needs that they'd rather address mm-hmm. first. And so I think that they would take a running back in the third round. And that running back is down to Foreman. Okay. I think he would be a great fit in Oakland. He's the guy that needs a good offensive line. Yes. He's the guy that needs that. And with the other two running backs that are more of PPR, elusive, quick guys, in DeAndre Washington and Jalen Rashard, I think they could be a little three-headed monster there.
1: Yeah. I mean, we already had him high without that landing spot. And we already talked about his athleticism and just what, you know, we have 106. That's really high given this class and how deep it is Uh for potentially a third round guy. And he goes to the Raiders. That's the type of thing you take your buck and you throw in the trash and burn it because that changes everything. Exactly. So I, I agree with you. I, if I was given this question, I would have went the same route with, I don't think they just, if the Lynch thing doesn't happen, unless they really high, you know, they have cook high on their boards he happens to yeah. fall. I don't I th- think they reach. I think they, I think they go back and just wait a few rounds. and know they can get pretty good value given their line. They don't need to. Yeah.
0: They should address some defense stuff first, and then I think in the third round would be a, a great spot for Foreman. You know he's mocked to go around that pick anyway. Yes,
1: I have. We have seen him or other running backs like Foreman go to the Raiders in a second or third round. So I do agree with you. That's who probably I would have chosen as well. In a, in a similar spot that. They're not going to go running back first round. They, if this whole Lynch thing, you know, goes to
0: crap, yeah. So, there, there we have it. Those are those are six hot takes right there. That was pretty. I mean, yeah, some hot takes there. That was pretty fun. So we got our rookie draft out of the way,
1: and then we our first edition of fill in the blank. First edition. A of more. That was fun. Yeah, we yeah. should do that more. Yeah, we'll definitely do that more.
0: So that's gonna do it. That was a that was an Ericless episode. How, yeah. do you, how do you think it went
1: I think it went pretty well I do too I'm he, curious to see how it sounds with our host you know I think he did pretty well with the transitions and everything but it is weird just talking to you only and not like looking at a, yeah. a not a group but it is a you know I pop my I
0: pop my hosting cherry oh, that's nice. it feels great so you know i glad maybe, I have to do with you oh thanks bro <laughs> <laughs> so next week like we said episode 10 we're doing it we're doing it big it's the draft episode get hyped get pumped for it um some a little housekeeping here we changed the twitter handle it's now at elite dynasty pod instead of 69 you know a little more a little more professional
1: yeah and also matches so on top of following down on twitter same handle elite dynasty pod on facebook and instagram you know we have a couple posts on each there we're starting to get the the beak wet on a little activity in those two uh social media platforms so give those a follow we really appreciate it and like whatever we post no pressure but you know like
0: it if you haven't uh, subscribe and review, um, if you don't, I will find you, um, and I will kill you. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm going right to right to killing. So, um, yeah, this has been a great episode, and uh, yeah, get hype for next week, episode ten. Let's do it, doing it big. So, this has been another great episode of Elite Dynasty Podcast, and we are signing off. We'll see you later. Peace.